Oh, Mr. Uh, Craig. Mr. Jason. Guess what? Are we going to get something started here? We are with the victorious Victor Gray as he gets going from the get-go to build his insurance empire, yo. Yo, so hop on this party bus. Faux show. Faux show. Faux show. Buckle up. It's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What's happening? What? Good. So you are at the Trump Motel or Hotel. Motel. <laughs> the yeah. Trump Motel. Yeah. All right. Miami Beach, huh? Heck yeah, it's uh, beautiful looking out there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Well, we yeah, up to? We landed. I, uh, I did an LSP promo for uh, my staff a few months ago, and they um, I had two qualify, so we brought them down here for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, you know, hotel airfare, and we're going deep sea fishing, you know. Wow. Just rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. Heck yeah. They, uh, they're excited. So they're leaving tomorrow, but I needed to come down a day before. <laughs> there you go. Well, like welcome, Victor Gray and Keisha. You got, your, you, you got a helper with you? Yeah. She's Keisha like, has a helper with, with her. <laughs> she keeps me in check. <laughs> For sure. Does it require a lot of keeping in check? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been that bad actually <laughs> so well, yeah yeah so so victor uh take us back to what got you into insurance okay i was around 2011 i became an lsp for a, an insurance agent in dayton ohio and I went to a three-week training course. I knew nothing about insurance. I was in the mortgage business and I trained racehorses. So that's all I did was sell mortgages and racehorses. And I oh, that's you know, awesome. <laughs> more secure than that. So I, the horse thing was, you know, I had 20 head of horses that I was training and I was just done with that. It was, that was a lot of work for not a lot of money. Mm. So I took this job as an LSP. I um, came in, I remember what I was making. I was making $10 an hour plus about 2% commission. And when I came in, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know or understand any of it. So I came in, I started writing items and I know like my first couple of weeks I was like doing really good. And this guy was super impressed because he wrote no business. And <laughs> like and I realized after talking to some other people, how bad my pay was. And I went over and worked for a gentleman you guys might've heard of named Mike Coleman. Um, mm-hmm. It does really well. And, so I worked for him for about a year and then I said, you know, this, this is for me to open up my, my own agency. So January, 2013, I opened up, um, my, my last year, my first agency actually. So. Okay. That's, that's what got me in it. And, and so was that on the, that was, um, and you have now multiple locations, right? Yeah, we have four locations, uh, two okay. in Indiana and two in Ohio. And and then you corrected me in the on the Facebook post. I said over two hundred items, and you were clear that it was six hundred <laughs> items. Well, we didn't average six hundred. I do have some numbers, and this is kind of since Zoom came out because you know I I use Zoom for everything. Agency Zoom, I assume you guys yeah. heard of it. Um, yeah. So 
In the last four years, we've written 15,442 items and 8 million, a little over 8 million in premium in the last four years. So average about 321 per month and our premium is about 170 grand. Our average premium is not that good, you know, compared to some states. So we're about 500, 550 average premium. So. Wow. Yeah. So, so take us through that. How did you, so you started, um, you started scratch, right? Yeah. I, I bought a small book. I don't know if you remember the contract then was about 800,000 and below. You got the, uh, you know, the, the, crazy commission, you know, it was that deal that they did for, you know, a few years ago. So I started that. I was right around 790000 that I opened up at. And, you know, the truth be told, I opened up with, you know, a $10,000 American Express um, that I had availability to open. I had two employees. One, I didn't really understand how I was going to pay. Thank God it was my mom and she waited. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I made a deal with my um, landlord that I was renting from. I actually didn't pay month, pay rent for the first eight months. I'm, I'm sure Allstate probably don't want to hear that I opened up <laughs> funds. But, you know, truth be told, this many years later, it's what happened. You know, I had my mother and I had one other LSP that I opened up with. And what I did was, is as I started to bring in income, I started to bring in, you know, more salespeople and be able to buy more leads, et cetera, and just kept expanding and, and growing. And I sold insurance too. When I, when I first started, I was probably my own top LSP at the time. I had to be, I didn't have a choice. And, and right. So, and then we just, we just kept going and about a year and a half later, you know how it is. They come to you and say, you're killing it. You want to open up another one. They need that location. And, so I did another one and then I wanted to move over to Indiana because the opportunity was so good over there that I, you know, I, I started writing business in Indiana and actually some agents kind of got upset with me for writing so much business that they kind of backfired and they came to me and said, why don't you just open a location up there? So it worked out and they allowed me to open up that location right across the river there in Ohio and Indiana. So, and then, you know, since then we've opened up, um, one in Indianapolis as well. And we did a little pilot program with one up in Columbus for all state, you know, so that was our fifth one, but we've moved on from that one. So Indiana and uh, Ohio are like the center for power agents. You know, you have your, the Harkle road Mercer and, and uh, in Ohio the the, you know, Tolga was over there. And, and so a lot of, a lot of big names come out of there. There's a, there's a lot of good agents over there and, you know, Heidelberger, I'd say that, uh-huh probably the biggest agent in Indiana now after his most recent merger. And, um, you know, Mike Coleman, he's probably wrote the guy I used to work for probably wrote as many items as any of them. And, you know, Tolga and, you know, we had some other big dogs, but there's, there's a lot of competition in Ohio, especially in Cincinnati. That's a strong core group of agents and it's competitive. And, you know, there's a lot of people buying a lot of marketing. And so it gets, it gets fueled up down there for sure. What was the most difficult part of scaling, especially scaling so fast? <sighs> money. Yeah, money and just, uh, I, would, I would say LSPs, and that's still my yeah. biggest hurdle issue. She hears it every day. It's hard to find <laughs> people and then keep them. Yeah, I mean, well, the ones that leave are usually end up panning out to be people you don't want anyway. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. good riddance when they are gone. 
the good ones have been there for years now with him and we keep them happy. That's why we're in Miami. The two best um, people, salespeople in the office are coming here. So the incentives are pretty nice. Yeah. And, and my top sales guy, uh, his name is Luis. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's, he, he wrote a hundred items last month. I don't know what he averages around 80 probably per month. And he's probably written a hundred over probably 10 different times, yeah. but his, you know, I, I found him and it's kind of a, a funny story. He came to me as a referral and he was working at a car wash and wow. came in and he was like, I just don't want to work at this car wash anymore. He said, I'm, I, he said, I want to make money. And, you know, you come in and show me how to do it. And I said, well, you need to go pass your test. And that was a whole or ordeal anyway, but he got his test passed <laughs> and he came in. And then I remember after about the 60 day mark, I sat him down and I said, man, you're just not doing it. I said, you, you know, you, you're just not closing the deals. It's just not working. You know, I'm going to put you on a period of time and you need to change things around or I'm going to have to let you go. And I really don't want to. And that's kind of what I do with the people when they're struggling. Yeah. Sit them down, you know, come up with a course, you know, plan to put things together. And, and man, he just started turning it around. And, and what I, and a lot of people always want to talk to him. And I have agents across the country that have literally called and LSPs that have called to talk to him is, is his work ethic. You know, we hire people all the time and they think it's a nine to five job and my hours are actually 10 to six and they show up, you know, they sit there and make sure they have their coffee and doing their things they need right. to do. And, you know, are they going to pick up the phone? Well, this guy's like a machine. He probably works on average, I would say 10 hours a day. Yeah. And he probably works 70% of the Saturdays in the month. But he does it because it's opportunity. And he doesn't really come in. And I always tell people this. And I tell him that to remind him. He's not sitting there working 10 actual hours in a whole day. He's waiting right. for an opportunity to come across where he can get that, you know, that chance to sell and, and to be able to make money. So he, he puts in a lot of hours and he's, he's relentless with his follow-up. And I, I think that's, you know, that's a pretty good success story coming from my agency to have somebody come in and he still carries around his last W2 at that car wash. Yeah. And it's, he made $10,000 there. And oh, that was, wow. That's what he made that last year, 2013, I think, because I hired him in 14 and the last three years for me, he's six figures. So that's awesome. Look what you've done. Like you've taken a guy that, that wouldn't likely have done much, right? From a 10,000, you've elevated him to right. a, a whole different status. Right. And he, There's Brian too, yeah, same kind of scenario almost. My sales manager came from Red Lobster and was a stay-at-home dad. This kid's now killing six figures. He's and, about to open his own agency. Yeah, He's he, really that's good. That's awesome. He's opening up in February and um, – I'm excited to see how he does. And now we learn from him. Yeah. I call him all the time. What's going on? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah so. you know, in hunting for LSPs, you said that, you know, obviously I think we hear it over and over. It's such a big challenge to find top produce or even somebody that wants to work and stay. And I think we're hunting in the wrong places because we're always looking, Oh, are they licensed? I mean, you exactly. hear all day long, you know, other agents say, is he licensed? You're going to hire somebody that's not licensed. It's like, look, those like where you just said the car wash and restaurant business, they work harder than anybody, right? They're, they're hustling, they're grinding, they're not getting paid anything. And you, when you can move them to actually sell game changer, cause you can't teach that work ethic. You can't yeah. teach. 
and we bring people in and the ones that don't make it, I mean, you've dealt with it, you know, Jason's dealt with it. You bring them in and, you know, they're, they don't make it, but you know, they come in and they're always like, well, how's he doing that? Or how, why am I not able to do this? Well, for one, you're not picking up the phone and you're not hustling, <laughs> right? Go out there and find the business. And, you know, I buy a lot of leads and I do yeah. a lot of marketing and, and they always be like, well, that's not working or that's not working. I'm like, it's, you know, it's a numbers game. No matter what I give you, you have to go out and dig through that pile of mess there and come out with, you know, some sales or go out and find it on your own. And so it's hard to get that transition of people coming in to understand what it, what it takes. I think it's getting harder too to, to find people that want to actually work, hustle and make money. Yeah. Back when I opened, I mean, I think it was, it was a, maybe a little different di generation I was going after, but you know, I had some people coming in there hustling and you know, I got a, there's a bunch of, you know, LSPs that have, you know, worked for me, learned a lot, went on, moved on in their career and done good things. And you know, it's just, you got to find that special person and, and that's hard to find, you know, there's no test they're going to take or no quiz they're going to take that you're going to mm -hmm. understand that until they come in and get on that phone. And we do do a trial like interview where we actually put them on the phone before we'll let them start. And we did it one like a month and a half ago and it, we, we saved ourselves a lot of money because couldn't actually pick up the phone and call anybody. So, wow. So you, you would stick them on your dialer and just, and, and see, and then they just stick them, stick them on an old list with, uh, you know, something easy to say, you know, we've recently taken a decrease in your area. Um, are you still living on so-and-so address? We would like to update your quote. Yes. Okay. Let me get you to a licensed sales professional. Yeah. We don't let them even, even if they're licensed when they first start, we, we make them telemarket and earn it and, you know, get yeah. in there and grind on the phone to make sure that they can make them calls, you know, because yeah. in reality, my, top salespeople are making 130 to 180 phone calls a day. And we don't use, you know, some of the other technology that some of the agents use. We're still on some of the old school info, but you know, they pick up the phone and, and dial. So. Oh, you have actual phones? Well, no, we, we use the follow up <laughs> but I was saying oh, yeah. not a ricochet where it's calling 4,000 miles sure. per hour, but you know, yeah. it's a lot slower than, than that. But so no. We, but, but when I is, we started, we had folders, vanilla folders, and we yeah. picked up the phone. I was writing four or 500 <laughs> items a month with a folder, one hot, one cold, one yeah. new, you know, making notes on them. I still have all them old leads and go through them. I mean, it kind of looking back, it was kind of crazy that I didn't put them in a database. But now we have a pretty massive database to call from. So. Right. As long as you're consistent with whatever system you use, yeah. like people will just do this one. It's not working, you know, two right. weeks later. It's like, no, I mean, if you're buying leads, it's 30, 45, 60 days before you're, before you're closing those leads. I, you know? yeah. I was speaking at leaders forum in uh -huh. Atlanta, and I had, um, I was talking about leads and marketing and I, they, they started asking direct questions. Well, what lead vendor do you use? And, and I always give the same response and I'll tell people what leads I get, vendors I use. It's not really secret, but it, and they'll be like, I've tried that one. It didn't work. Or I've tried this one and it didn't work. Or I've tried that process and it didn't work. But how long did they try it for? Because mm -hmm. you have to be consistent. If you buy, like I buy a lot of all web leads. And when I have people that say they hate all web leads, you maybe hate all web leads, but I think it's a process. And then it's also working with that lead company, gen generating a relationship with them. We have our reps on speed dial. We're talking to them three to four times a week. Hey, why is this lead bad? Why is that lead bad? They probably hate us, honestly. But we make sure that we're getting the best quality leads for the money we spend. 
And so, and like you said, it's just back to the process of making sure people are following it. And that starts with me having my process down with the lead companies, making sure we're getting the best quality we can and then making sure they're staying consistent, you know, when they do get. Yeah. So when we talk to high performance agents, it all goes back to that. It's just a process. How many agents don't actually have a process, right? Or they try, like to your point, they try something and it doesn't work. It's like anything, everything, everything does work. Some work, you know, some works better than others, but it's like, are you making it work? If you, if it just doesn't work, it's a problem with the person. Right. I agree. I mean, you got to stay consistent with it and make sure that your LSP stay consistent with it. When they get a new lead and I say that thing needs to be called five times that first day, it's got to be called five times that first day. And if you don't call it five times, the chances of them answering on the first one or two calls are slim to none with all the robo callers. So you've got to call different times in the day, you know, at night and weekends and things to get a hold of these people, you know, great when you're the first one in, but that doesn't always happen. You got to constantly, you know, be calling and stuff. So. Yeah. And how do you, how do you keep that consistency in your office? Um, right now I would say, because I got some really good LSPs. Um, we haven't really brought anybody new in, in a while. And so I just have some old school tenured agents that are in there that they know how to make money and we're actually grinding pretty good. And, you know, we're probably going to hire a couple more at the beginning of next year. But, you know, but when you bring somebody in, honestly, you have to micromanage them. And it sounds crazy. And, you know, I stole this from Tolga, but micromanage them until they learn to micromanage themselves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that to me probably back in 2013. And it always rings a bell with me whenever I'm, you know, talking to people or even talking to my own staff. I mean, they'll be like, and they get upset when you stay on them. You know, some of them mm-hmm. can't take it. Yeah. They cannot take being micromanaged. And then they're the first ones to complain of why they're not successful. But, you know, you have to stay on top of them. There's no, you know, little secret to it except just making sure that you're, you know, having little meetings with them. Hey, do you call this one? How many times do you call that lead? We do a lot of back spot checking too. So we've gotten rid of plenty of LSPs by pulling up their entire lead list for maybe the last two to three days, week or month, going through and say, how many times did they call each lead? What percentage did they actually quote? And it's a lot of manual work going through the systems. But if you start having an issue with an LSP not closing, that's the first thing we do is we pull their data on their quotes. We look at their quotes and see how many times they're contacting them leads. And 99% of the time, the ones that are not successful are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. We have all those stats up on the, up on the TV and like with the one that's whining that they're not selling anything, I'll go, look, we had 200 leads come in today and you took seven and -and so-and-so took 45 of them. I mean, obviously this person's going to close more. They took 45. They they had this many contacts. They boom, boom, boom. And when you can show them that it's like either the light bulb goes off or they, they're like, okay, yeah, this isn't for me. You know? A lot of them can't do it. They can't pick up the phone like that and constantly do it. And some yeah. of them need to work in front of people instead of on the phones. And our business just doesn't operate like that. No, not anymore. Yeah. So you've seen, I mean, you're friends with a lot of agents. You've seen the good, the bad. What, what's the big difference between the people that are successful and the people that aren't? What would you say that the most common traits of each? I'd say hustle and money. Hustle and money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think that the ones that are successful, 
look at them. I mean, you know them. You named a bunch of them a minute ago. I mean, you don't think Justin's up there hustling in Fort Wayne? Right. Yeah, not only insurance, but everything else he's doing in his life with, yeah. you know, all the things he's building. And then look at Heidelberger and Mercer. I mean, these guys are moving. They're talking to other agents. They're learning. And guess what? When you're moving and, and hustling, you got to spend money. And mm. a lot, so many people, I've had agents, tons of them come in my office and they want to learn. And I had one agent leave and he called my field sales leader. He said, they're not doing anything special in there. And we're not. But what we are doing is we're buying leads and we're actually contacting the clients multiple times, one after another. There is nothing special to what we do. You got to have the money to spend on the staff and the marketing, but you also, you know, you got to hustle. Well, mm. and like you said, when you opened, you don't even necessarily need the money to spend. You can get the credit to, to be able to spend the money, right? Yeah. Utilize your yeah. I mean, I opened the ECP Friday. Yeah. I do have the investment obviously, but why spend the real cash when I can put, you know, 50, 60, 70 on credit and I have 60 days, you know, right. I have 60 days before I got to pay that. Well, those commissions are going to come back in. I right. was whining to, to Jason yesterday because it wasn't as good of a day as I wanted it to be. And, you know, he's like, just the process, the process, you know, sometimes we need the reminder because right. this thing, this thing will make us go crazy. And it's why, yeah. why so many agents do the one thing and then they give up. I know I'm not changing what I'm doing, but man, when you have 200 leads coming in and, and it's not as great as you want it to be, you're like, oh, is this the right move? Is this the right move? Right. Do you, have you questioned yourself as, as you were doing this? I have um, on my processes a little bit when I moved from the paper folder in probably 2015 <laughs> to uh, I moved over to uh, DYL. At, yeah, I think that's, it was DYL. I moved over to them. And so that was a big process. And then when I moved from DYL to follow-up tool, you know, even I had LSPs questioning the process. They loved how easy the DYL yeah. fault tool was a little bit more complicated with a little bit more bells and whistles. I had LSPs having mental breakdowns. <laughs> you know, but, but even from the folder to the technology and, you know, the ones that did, I said, just in my top LSP, he's got a folder this thick on his desk. He does, he does his dialer and works through that, but he also prints off every lead to this day. That's how I taught him in 2014. And, you know, it's almost 2020. He's still doing it and I'm not going to mess with him. You know, last yeah. month there eight items. So I'm going to go in there and say, Hey, uh, I'm taking your folders away from you. But you know, it's, it, you do question yourself, especially if you have a bad day or if you have a bad week, like you just, you said you had a bad day. If you have a bad week or if your month's not that great, you're like, man, am I doing something else different? And then, you know, I'm in a group chat with Heidelberger, Mercer, Mercer and Harker Road. We call it the King's table because we, you know, did like right. one dinner every year and we, we message each other every day to get advice off, you know, one another, is this work? And we joke around a lot too, but you know, if I ever have a question, I go to them and ask them in that, in our little group chat and, you know, come back with an answer. And, you know, I, I think that helps too, is just working with other agents, building a mentorship with people, mm. no matter how good you are, you can always learn from someone else. So. 100%. Absolutely. And you're, you're going to be, there's another, another podcast we listen to that both of us listen to a lot. And the guy that does that will say you're the sum of the five people you hang out with, right? You're not right. hanging out with the people who are writing 10 items a month. You're hanging right. out with the people who are writing two, three, four, five hundred 500 items a month. And then it's naturally going to elevate you. I mean, right. 
my production has, has blown up since just hanging out with Jason or doing this show and talking to the victors, you know, the right. Victor Grays of the world and the, mm. you know, all the other ones we just had before you was Jeremy. We had Jeremy Olson. And then we had Jay last, you know, last week. And it's these talking with these people puts it into perspective that look, anybody can do any of this stuff. You just have to not think that it's going to happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. It, it took, and you know, you don't make as much money as you do it at first, but you know, mm -hmm. once you build that process and then the renewals start coming in compared to 800,000 and today we're sitting, you know, rolling up close to 13 million, you know, it's a big difference for your cash yeah. flow and you just, but you got to keep selling, you know, you can't stop, even though we've been a 10 to 10 agent for, you know, the last couple of years, you know, you're not getting that high commission, but you got to keep the process going or you're going to lose business on the back end. You got to keep it consistent on the front end. And then you got to keep your salespeople happy. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. We hear that all the time too. It's reinvesting in yourself. It is that mentorship as well that we hear from everybody. Everybody has mentorship or that group that really inspires them to push harder. Um, and then reinvesting in like training, even for yourself, like yeah. taking classes or whatever it does to keep you pumping and, and, you know, at your highest level. It's, and we see that consistently across the board with high performing agents or business yeah. owners for that matter. Yeah. Always got to be training and learning. I mean, you can't stop things change. I mean, we've seen how many changes have we seen in the last couple months? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Don't. I mean, you, you've got to make changes to your business as well. You know, you can get all negative and, you know, go hide in the corner and, and stop producing or you can adapt, make changes and, you know, do what you got to do to be successful because we can't control all the balls in the court, just the balls that are, you know, sitting in our own court. So mm -hmm. that's what you got to do. You got to be diverse. 80, 20 rule, right? The 20% that are adapting are going to be the ones that produce 80% of the results all day, every day. And it might be 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's got you excited over the next couple years where you what are you looking forward to i don't know i'm looking for a new challenge <laughs> there's a new challenge I'll... coming in february do what a new challenge coming in february yeah we, uh, <laughs> we're i don't know we uh we've got a lot of decisions to make of what we're going to uh -huh. do with the next move and but i mean it's it's a positive vibe yeah we're just I'm I'm kind of ready for 2020, honestly. Yeah, you know, kind of get this year behind us and you know move on. And so we we've got a lot of side things that we do. You know, other businesses. We just bought a party bus, and we're going in the party <laughs> bus business. And um, so that's we're getting ready to launch that here probably at the end of the month and have a big grand opening thing at the Bengal Steelers game in Cincinnati. And so I mean we've got that. We've got some other retail stores that we own, and you know it's just. I, I tell a lot of agents and I learned this from, from Coleman is he's like, you got to have different funnels coming in. You know, you got your insurance funnel. I got my little side store funnel. And then now I got the party bus funnel and then I got a lot of little other things going on, but you know, you got to have different funnels bringing in money from different places instead mm -hmm. of putting things in, the, in one basket. So we're probably yeah. going to this out a little bit more and do a couple more things. We're going in the Airbnb business too. Yeah. So nice. we things we're going to be rolling on this year and, you know, and the, and the more successful you become, the more things you can do, as you guys know. 
So, you know, you have an opportunity to open up other businesses and not just stay in that one insurance lane and be able to do some other things. So, Mm -hmm. yep. It's so funny, man. There's two different kinds of people, right? The kind of person that just wants to show up every day, do their thing. That's it. Like then there's the high performance people that want to be challenged. Like you said, like you, you want to be challenged. Like that's always trying to like add, okay, now we got this going. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now it's going. Now I got to get excited again. And right. I mean, I guess all the changes they keep throwing at us, get us excited about the new little, (laughs) you know, you, you know, that was kind of exciting for them to double, you know, broaden your book. Um, Yeah. got me excited. I'll take double money for the next two months and be able to close out strong. And then, you know, honestly, I wasn't a big fan of the other change, but looking at it on paper, I'll actually be more profitable. Makes sense. Same here. It's not a long-term grind like where you can, it it, it doesn't allow you to take the foot off the pedal. So look at it as you're going to just sit and do nothing. Yeah, that's bad. But if you're going to grind and you're going to hustle, you're actually going to come out better ahead. I did a whole little spreadsheet on it and wrote it actually all down by hand, figuring out how much more we would bring in as an agency off this, you know, new comp plan. And it, and it actually is more, I don't want to admit that, yeah. but you know, it, it is the truth and we've got to continue to hustle to get it. It's not just going to be given. So I'd rather, right. yeah. you know, be both, but I don't think they're going to. <laughs> but it is what it is, you know? And then like, like you said, you didn't, you didn't start crying about it. You figured it out. Okay. No, well, I have no. to do this. I don't I mean, think they listen if I cried. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody will listen, you know? No, you're not going to listen. That, that's what, I mean, I look at it and see, oh, well, if I write this much, I actually make this much more. So you can take this much more and invest it in the front end, and mm-hmm. then you'll get it, you know? And then on the back end with the bonus, I mean, with having larger agencies, it's, I mean. My sales manager yesterday, um, I flew into Clearwater and met one of my friends and he, I got off the plane, I had a text and he said, um, he said on the new comp plan, we would have made an addition, we would have made it 2,800 more dollars than what we would have made without it yesterday. So there you, go. you look at things like that and you're seeing the numbers, you know, it's not here yet, but you know, to be able to start putting it in your head that, you know, these things are possible and then it could be more profitable if you, you know with the process in place and stay consistent with them. So I talked to my lead company the other day. I got, I don't care remember how many leads it was from all Webley, but it was in a crazy amount. Like each LSP got like 60 over the weekend, which usually we only buy the search leads. So we don't get like all the other garbage. That's a lot of leads for us. And we called him up and he said, well, everybody's turned their leads off. He's like, that's why he's like, you used to go to this agent, that agent, this agent. And right now they're all going to you in my market, you know, in that area that I buy in, everybody had them turned off. So we just got so many extra leads because that's of that. Slammed. And I think that's because some people have gotten scared over the changes instead of embracing it, finding out what to do, you know, to go on and be successful. They've, they, you know, they've shelled up. Yeah. Once again, the perceived challenge creates opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. If you, if you're an opportunist about it, you're going to make money. Right. I agree. Yeah. And there's only two directions that you're going. You're either going forward or backwards. (laughs) Backwards sucks. Sucks. 100%. I don't like going backwards at all. That's not fun. (laughs) No. What were we going to say, Craig? Sorry. I I was going to get a little granular because I'm, I'm just, I'm curious about the weekend leads. Like, are you having great, good success off those weekend leads? 
Yeah, we've always had huge success off the weekends, especially okay. for my salespeople that go in on weekends. I require one Saturday a month. So okay. not, a, you know, when I hire them, I tell them, hey, you're going to work 10 to 6 and you're going to work one late night a week until 8 o'clock. So you're going to work 10 to 6. One day you're going to work 10 to 8 and then you're going to work one Saturday a month for me. I don't dock them for lunches. I don't dock them for Facebook, whatever they're doing. This is their schedule. This is what I want them to work. So we don't really calculate the hours. Um, it probably works out to about 40, honestly, with, you know, the breaks they take. But coming in on that Saturday is is huge. I mean, I think Saturday we did seven items. And and I go in there on Saturdays with them sometimes, too. It's not like they're working. It's not like it's a Monday. They're sitting behind the computer. Right. And, on the phone. It's more like a chilled atmosphere. Very laid back. Yeah. They'll grab the leads. They'll call them. People are answering the phone because it's a Saturday. Right. And they're like, Oh my God, I, you know, I, or they'll quote them and they'll be like, I got this lined up from Saturday. We just got a nine item deal from last Saturday that we closed yesterday. Oh, it was a call nice. Saturday. So it got closed. I was super yeah. excited. So yeah, I just brought in a new LSP. This was her um, first month. Erica's yeah. she wrote 55 items and just you know killing it come from she did come from State Farm another uh, you know competitor so she had the idea of insurance and just never had a chance to make money and with my comp plan she was she killed it last month so I'm super excited we made her employee of the month on her first month so there you go oh that's great. awesome yeah and we do a lot of things like that with the employee of the month the trips this is the first year in five years I haven't taken my staff to Vegas so we usually, you know, went out to Vegas and did yeah. different trips and, you know, we just did a little spin wheel in the office and, you know, to make it fun, we had some goofy things on there. Um, one was the sales manager gets to eat your lunch. So it just kept everybody interested. There was a $500 cash prize or a bottle nice. of wine, gas gift card. So everybody was really excited, you know, to get those sales and come in and spend. Yeah. Every eight items they got to spin yeah. and service got to spin with life insurance and, you know, some cross sell opportunities and some things like that. We gave away last Friday, $1,800 in, in prizes. I actually picked them up in my party bus at the office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took them all bowling It had pizza and beer and then took them back to the office. We did the prizes yeah. you know, on the bus. One of the spins was the office goes bowling and yeah. somebody spun that. So it was fun for everyone. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Bus and I was like, uh, let's pick them up in the bus and give them a couple beers and let them have some fun. So that was, you know, it's little things like that. And, and it's, you know, I've had LSPs with me for, for over five years. My, my mom works for me. She's been with me for, <laughs> Um, since I opened in 2013, and then I have two sisters that work for me that are, you know, similar time frame. And then plus I have some LSPs that have been with me for, you know, over five years. And, you know, they, it's like us. We've got to encourage ourselves. We need to give them some encouragement, too. I've always yeah. said you can't be one of them agents that take every little prize that Allstate sends you, all the extra money that Allstate sends you for, the, you know, the little contest here and there, the trips. You, you know, you got to include the staff in it. They don't want to see you on trips all the time and them sitting back here working all day. <laughs> right. right. Opportunity to, to make some stuff and to come out there and, you know, have some fun, too. So, we, yeah, every trip he's ever won um, where he has the multiple offices, if he'll win more than one, he always gives it away to a top producer in the office. That's cool. That's great. Yeah, it builds the culture. Right. I mean, and look at that tenure because we do you and you've talked to lots of agents. I mean, you you hear the ones that are like, oh, man, it's just turnover, turnover, turnover. Well, if there's turnover, there's 
it probably starts with the person that uh, is running the show. Yeah, I believe so. They, you, you put pre- I, What I like to do is when I want them gone, put a lot of pressure on them and <laughs> yeah. them try to work harder. And they're not going to work. They weren't working before. They're not going to work now and get them to quit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of my little motto. Turn the heat up. She, she, says I'm, heat. she says I'm getting soft. I'm not bad at firing He's people now. He's letting people linger longer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, man. I, I I can't be as aggressive as I once was. Yeah. Yeah. He's having a bad day, and I'm like, a he's bad. had a bad three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping him in check, Keisha. That's awesome. It's a full time. Well, cool. So um, I I know we've had you for a while, and and really appreciate it. If you were going to give one piece of advice out to somebody that's just jumping in or or struggling in this business, what would you tell them? I would say lead by example. You can't expect your staff or your office to do something you've never done or not doing. Yeah. So if I open it up a new scratch office, I would, and I tell this to every agent I speak to that's opening that you know comes to me to, for advice. You need to be your top salesperson. You need to be there in the mornings yeah. before everyone gets there, and you need to be the last one to leave. When I opened up, and I, you know it was like the Eminem song, you got that one shot, and that's what I told myself every single day. This is my one opportunity that I had given to me in life, and I think there's only a couple of them that come around, and you have to choose to to want to do that opportunity to make it work. And so I said, I'm going to be the first one in, the last one to leave, because I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to go back to training racehorses or mortgage brokers. So I was my top salesperson. And I was my top salesperson until I trained somebody to be better than me. And then, mm-hmm. you know, trained another one, trained another one, where then yeah. I could step back. And now I'm not even very good at quoting. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some hiccups with technology on that. But, yeah, it, I mean, that's great, man. That is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Got anything? Just, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, what, what has been, um, something that, what was the most exciting experience that, that you've had since you've jumped into insurance that it's allowed you to do or. (laughs) Yeah. Meeting her. (laughs) How'd you guys meet? Selling insurance. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Tell us the story. She she came to work for me. Yeah. So insurance. And- <laughs> so my boss was a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, we became friends. And then within a year of me working for him, things escalated. Cool. Yeah. So Keisha, you're still involved in the agency? Yeah, not nearly as much um, at all because, you know, Victor has such good people trained. I was selling and I'm so terrible compared to them that now I just help out with whatever is needed. Right now I'm planning our end of the year party, which is way funner than selling anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm always there if need be. Like if, um, you know, there's ever going to be a new office opening in the future, I'll be in there selling also because I can still get through a quote even though he can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it is it is tricky it is tricky to navigate it is I, I, your question again jason oh, yeah, what's the most exciting most exciting. experience because money, of having insurance. money to be able to do whatever I, you build his empire really i would say changing people's lives yeah you know when it comes to my own my salespeople, 
you know, Lewis, Brian, your mom, you know, my mom, my sisters changing, changing their lives, giving people an opportunity that's never had a chance. Like I never really had until I created it, but be able to bring people in and change their yeah. lives, you know, where, you know, Louis came in and, you know, he didn't have a driver's license and nobody would have hired him. Wasn't driving a car and, you know, and watching him now drive around in this crazy Yukon Denali pulling up at the office. His and, house is bigger than ours. Yeah. Like, he's doing great. All he's doing is stuff and right. he's got his, his dream has came true. You know, he, his wife got to uh, quit her job oh, when they yeah. had their second baby. So changing people's lives, my, my greatest satisfaction, it, it's not the money or anything like that. It's seeing people happy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and that is another huge key theme that we see in the high performers is that, element of it is that there is it's not about the money at some point it's just it is about helping others and and creating and that helps create that culture right yeah i agree that's awesome man he does all kinds of things that he's quiet about just in the community alone and you know people he hasn't spoke to in 25 years who are not doing so well in life he he gives back definitely his fair share that's cool that's great so if awesome. somebody wants to ride the party bus, how can they find the party bus? <laughs> so I'm about to, we're about to name it and get everything out there. Website started and everything by the end of the next week, it should all be done. I wanted to name it Grumpy Vix, but I think we're going to listed because I was outvoted. Um, <laughs> Wait, what was that? It, it chopped out right when you said the, the real name. Yeah. Bitter and Twisted Party oh. Bus. Nice. So nice. look out for that really soon. He'll share it on Facebook. Yeah, I'll put it on cool. Facebook. It's out. Okay. Yeah. And then you have a retail, a retail store. Yeah. From the racehorses. I started it's to explain it. It's like the GNC uh, for racehorses. So we're oh, selling cool. supplements, yeah. um, things for the horse's legs, their feet, all Take the, down all, to everything, all the equipment that you can imagine for that a racehorse uses. I sell it. We have four locations in four different racetracks that we currently have. So, oh, cool. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. like two daughters. Uh, it's called a and E tax shop. It's named Ava and Ella is what I named it after him. So that is awesome. Oh, cool. That's awesome, man. Well, well much continued success as you, as you're probably going to be venturing out on a few more businesses. It sounds like in the next <laughs> couple of years. I hope so. He never yeah, sleeps. Thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. And and before we go, we have to do. Oh yeah, selfies. A selfie. Oh. There we go. All right. Cool. Oh, he's All doing right. it. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you so much. Um, this will be on in a, in a couple of weeks, and and we really appreciate you coming on, Victor. I had to chase you for a while. Yeah, it's all good. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. And good Keisha, enjoy. Back. See you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy Bye. the rest of the vacay. See ya. Thanks. Hey, thanks for checking out the insurance dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.